It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can also use iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn. Go to the search, type in the keywords, the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Boom, you're in there. I know, I know. It's been a long-ass time. And all I could do is say... Sorry for you. Sorry. <laughs> man, I'm hyped up to do this, man. It's been so long. I want to be so consistent. But a lot of things have, you know, been happening for me. There's always a lot of things happening. Every time I don't do a show, I get it. I get it. I get it. But what I've been doing is really working at my craft to be the best I can be. And I'll explain. For those that are hip-hop heads and you have Netflix, you should watch Rhythm and Flow. I'm telling you right now, that show is amazing. And I love hip-hop. I love competitions. And I really think that if you're into both of those things and you like to see people chasing their dreams, it's definitely the show you want to check out. It's on Netflix, Rhythm and Flow. And I don't want to give too much away, but it's a fantastic show. And it got me to thinking, you know, younger, when I was younger, I wanted to be Sir j Dog. Who the hell is Sir J-Dog? Um, Sir J-Dog was <laughs> a 14-year-old kid that could, you know, flow with the best of them, win battles in test of men, giving out headaches, hand you some excedrin. <laughs> that was one of my ill flows back in the day, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I used it in a freestyle to win a, a little competition in the neighborhood. But um, I also thought, and still do if I really applied myself, could have been a hip-hop star. You know, I don't have stage presence, but did Biggie? No. You know, do I have the good looks like, say, you know, Genuine or Big Daddy Kane or, you know, whoever? No. But, you know, I'd still manage. I really thought I could do it. But I didn't apply myself. I didn't apply myself the way I should have. You know, I thought... Oh, I could produce beats. I can mix audio. I could rap. I can write. I can do all those things. I've written songs for singers. I could do poetry. But it takes more than that. It takes more than saying, oh, I got a skill. I can handle it. It takes more than that. You got to be able to have hustle and heart and hear the words no. And hear the, 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 the phrases, maybe next time or maybe if you do this different or you know, you got to hear and, and, and endure lots of rejection day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out. And I realized something that at that age, when I thought I had a chance to do something great with my life in the, in, in the music business, that I could handle all that. 
because I wasn't like a gangster rapper because, yeah, I, I lived in a bad neighborhood in San Bernardino, California, Del Rosa Street and Date, or Del Rosa Avenue and Date Street, Northeast San Bernardino off the, the 210 freeway, which was back, you know, the Crosstown Freeway back in the day. And it, it was pretty rough over there. It was really rough. And so, I, I you know, I, I grew up in that life, but I didn't, like, partake in that life. I wasn't a gangbanger. You know, I wasn't a, a dope dealer. I wasn't a hustler. I mean, I worked since I was 13, whether I was mowing lawns and doing uh, landscaping or washing cars or, you know, whatever I could do, newspaper routes. Like, I was always hustling, but I wasn't a gangster. I wasn't hard, you know. I'm a big teddy bear, but, like, if I needed to, you know, I protect my family. Like, don't get it twisted, you know. Some of us nice guys don't put up with shit, you know. But I didn't think I had what it took to be in the music business. And I really thought that, well, there goes my dream because I don't, you know, you'd hear all these horror stories and I've seen homeboys that win contests and go out and, you know, get took, get sucked under a contract that they couldn't even make money off of and owe record companies for, you know, the rest of their damn lives pretty much. And that scared me. That really scared me, you know, because I wasn't built for that. At the time, I couldn't handle that. I didn't want to have to deal with shysty people and getting ripped off and not learning about publishing points or, you know, learning that I can't even own my own masters to my music. Like the record company gets that and they can do whatever they want with my with, with my music. So as much as I love doing it and as much as I wanted that career, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't think it was wise. So... The other thing I wanted to do, more than hip-hop or more than music, period, was I always wanted to do radio. Now, why am I telling this story? Well, I was inspired by watching, um, and I watched the, all the seasons, and spoiler alert, shout out to D Smoke from Inglewood. That kid is sick, man. You know, I don't want to give too much away. Sorry if you didn't know the winner, but watch the show. Um <laughs> But now you know who won, so it makes it easier. So whatever. Um, the thing is, people need to understand when they have achieved something at a high level and they've accomplished their goals, it's not just strokes of luck. I'll give you a perfect example. I've been blessed to cover a Super Bowl, an NBA final, uh, MLB playoffs, Kobe's last game, you know, that's just a few things. And every time, and, and here's the thing, disclaimer, when I post that I'm at a certain place covering an event or something, it's not to brag. It's never to brag. It's It's more to try and inspire and show people that, Hey, you may be, you know, 34 and you're still in college. Nothing wrong with that. I got my degree at 38. Or you're, you're working hard for that promotion. You want that other job where you think you can get that money, but you don't have the courage to do it. Or you think it's too old, you know, you're too old and it's, you know, far gone for you to achieve your accomplishments and your goals and live your dream. It's never too late. It's never too late. Okay. I sacrificed a lot to do what I do. So when I go to a dope-ass event and I'm covering, 
You know, say like a couple nights ago when I did Lakers and Clippers at, at Staples Center or, you know, the phrase that upsets me is, man, you're lucky. You lucked out, man. You got to do that. Now, I know some people say, well, you know, you're lucky. It's like, man, that's cool. You get to do that. Like, I don't take for granted anything. That's why every time I walk in the Staples Center and I see that wide open arena, well, I get to walk down in a tunnel with the, where the players walk. And, you know, like I used to watch NBA on NBC and you hear um, the NBA song. And like you'd see Michael Jordan walking through the tunnels of, you know, um, United Center, you know, or Shaquille O'Neal and, and Kobe walking down the tunnels of Staples and they're playing that music. And I've been, you know, I get to walk down those same tunnels and watch the camera crews follow people like Kawhi Leonard and, and King James, LeBron James. And uh, I'm like, man, here I am from San Bernardino, California, you know, 43 years old, living my dream. And that dream that I live for did not come overnight. And this is the thing people have to understand. Like, if you see a ball player, Oh, he sucks. He didn't suck that bad because he's in the major leagues or the NBA. You know, we all say it. Oh, man, you should have caught that. I would have caught that. You would not have caught that ball. You would have not hit the home run. You would have not dunked the ball on that guy. Because if you would have, you'd been in the league or had played in the league. And as a former player, then you could say that. Chances are, okay, you probably could have. But ball players, teachers, nurses, Firemen, police officers, radio personalities, behind the scenes and on the microphone, actors, actresses, everybody that does their job, IT people, everybody. You don't do it overnight. They say it takes 10,000 hours to perfect your craft. And 10,000 hours is a long time. And I can only speak for myself. You know, there's many a night that I miss my family. There's many a night that I missed a meal. I miss birthdays. I miss holidays. I missed out on, um, you know, milestone events and stuff with my friends and family to try and secure and, you know, build my craft and, 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 and hone my skills to be able to mix audio to the best of my ability. I don't know jargon. I don't know some of the stuff they say, hey, do this pre-roll, mid-roll. No, I don't know none of that. How do you want it to sound? Because I'm, I'm, I, I don't know jargon. I just, what do you want? And I'll do it. But I sacrificed a hell of a lot. You got people that are in law enforcement. They go to the academy. They're out working late nights or all day long, 12-hour shifts, protecting people. Okay. They're good marksmen with, with their weapons. That takes a lot of skill and effort. Or the teachers that are, you know, first of all, we underpaid teachers, and I'm going to just say it, I hate that shit. We should be paying teachers a hell of a lot more than they make. No teacher should be supplying their classroom with their own money. That pisses me off to no end. Don't get me started on that. But teachers, I love all you teachers out there. But they perfect their craft. Okay, a professional is somebody that gets paid to do what they do. 
So I worked overnights. I worked the shifts nobody wanted to work. I worked double shifts, triple shifts. And one day, I think I worked 18 hours straight on the mixing board at Fox Sports Radio on a holiday. So that was a nice payday, by the way. But I was willing to do it. And the thing is, people don't understand that most opportunities that you get aren't always attached with a paycheck. So sometimes you got to take those opportunities, not tucking internships all the time. But if somebody's like, hey, you want to tag along and watch me do this? Hell yes. I still do it to this day at 43. Even if it's something I already know, I can still learn from somebody else how they do it differently and make th- things sound differently. When you love what you do, you put the work in for your craft to make it dope. Okay? And that's why I do this uh, podcast because I want to get better. You know, I, uh, confession. Confession here. I would actually like to be an on-air personality one day. Podcast when I do work for you. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> but I would love to be an on-air personality. Because a lot of my friends tell me, oh, you're funny. I think they're just being nice. And I pay for dinners a lot, so maybe they just want the free meal and, and want a lot of my fate. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kind of. Not really. But what I'm saying is this. Like, when you got people like, you know, doctors, nurses, first responders, teachers, and, you know, real estate agents, and, you know, and, and I know every, I know a person in every single field that I just mentioned. And all of them work at like a high level, but you know why they work at a high level? Because they put in the time, they put in the effort, they put in the, they do the stuff nobody wants to do. The intangibles, as they say, in, in sports, you know, the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. That's what people that are successful at what they do, you know, if they're willing to do the things that no one else is willing to do, that's why they're successful and they're busting their ass and they're getting the high paying gigs and they're getting the wow you're lucky gigs it's not luck that somebody is in a high position busting their ass it's not luck that a brother gets to work at staples center and watch two colossal giants playing each other and get paid for it Now, yes, I'm blessed, and I guess you could say I'm lucky to be a part of it, but I didn't luck my way into anything I've ever done. I'm an underdog. I got a lisp, (laughs) you know, and I I even had two crooked teeth, full disclosure, two crooked teeth, and I, like, my knee gave out, and I bust my mouth open on a sidewalk. So now I have two straight teeth, and my lisp got worse. The crooked teeth allowed me to speak a little better. So, yes, I have a lisp, but where was I going with that? (laughs) I always go off on a tangent, but I wasn't, look, I've always wanted to do this since I was five. I knew I wanted to be the Lakers play-by-play broadcaster. I did not have what it took to do that. So I wanted to be the guys that Chick Hearn mentioned. Back, you know, mixing my audio was, you know, was the great Frank Pollock, rest rest in peace. But I get to do that for the Clippers and the Kings. I work for Hall of Famers. Did it with Vince Scully. This isn't a brag on me hour. It's twofold. One of the things is if somebody is working an event or working high profile gigs that, you know, oh, I've worked with this person and that celebrity and I did this. Because I know plenty. One of my very good friends. What up, Stacy? Has worked with a lot of big name celebrities. And I didn't know that. So she told me because she's humble about it. 
And the ones that are humble about it are the ones that have done more than the people that love to run their mouth. I've done this. I've done that. But can't Google a damn thing and find it. <laughs> it's facts. Loud and wrong. Loud, the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. The one that's bragging all the time is the one that doesn't have anything. And uh, a good friend of mine once said, if you know what you got, then you don't got much. I'm like, damn, you're right. But let's stop that. Let's not tell people they're lucky. Not, you know, if somebody's worked their ass off to going to school, went through school, studied, staying up late, doing what they do, and then they work hard, get into their career field, bust their ass, do the things that nobody else wants to do, take the shifts nobody else wants to take, you know, take opportunities that aren't attached with a paycheck and gain knowledge from it. Those are the people that win in life. Those are the people that get to be successful. You know, Jake, oh, man, that's dope. You work at Podcast One. You're an editor. Yeah, but I drive two hours a day or each way to work. That's four hours in a car. That's driving from L.A. to San Diego. Beverly Hills is landlocked. There's no freeways. No sympathy. I'm not expecting a violin. And Oh, poor Jake. I chose that life. And I get a lot done on that ride to work. And I'm, I'm more close with my friends now because they get phone calls to and from work every day. And my mom's like, oh, you call me more. Yeah, because I have a two-hour commute. But, but my whole point is this. Stop saying, oh, you're lucky. And don't be that, uh, and I've said this in, in, in a previous podcast. The, man, you're lucky person is also the must be nice person. Oh, must be nice you get to work the Clipper game, Laker game. Must be nice that you worked with Vince Scully. Must be nice that you get X amount of dollars being, you know, a top flight doctor or nurse. Must be nice that you make a lot of money with LAPD or, you know, fire department. Now, yeah, it does. It, it must be. It is nice. It is nice. You know why it's nice? Because I worked my ass off for it. That's why it's nice. And usually the person that must be nice is the one that was too damn scared to do their own thing, listen to people they shouldn't have listened to. Oh, man, that's a bad career move. Oh, man, you shouldn't do it. So must be nice person is the person that's scared to take risks. One thing I could say about my radio career, I was never scared to take a risk. I didn't have a problem speaking up. It's cost me some jobs, but it's okay because I could go to sleep at night. Must be nice. Don't say that, man. Man, you lucky. Must be nice. No, I'm not lucky. I'm skilled. And yes, it is nice. I don't take a damn thing for granted. Every time I drive through downtown Los Angeles, which I love, I take a lot of pictures of it, I get to go to Staples Center and play with buttons and switches and make a living off it and live my dream. You can live your dream. That's why I came up with the fake philosopher stuff. You know, some people are, man, you must be having a bad day. You must be having a bad day. Why are you posting stuff like that? Well, I post it. In hopes of, well, sometimes I try to motivate myself, but I'm also post it in hopes that somebody else, you know, can learn from it or, or benefit from it. Must be nice. It's damn nice. You could be a must be nice person too if you're willing to put in the work. And a lot of my friends that are successful, some are going to school still. Some are, are, are already embarking on great careers and have many milestones and achievements and accomplishments. They work their ass off. 
LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Fernando Valenzuela, Shake Hearn, Vince Scully, the late great Dick Enberg, the late great Stu Nahan, my uncle. I call him my uncle. He was a mensch. Loved the guy. They all worked hard. They did the things nobody else wanted to do in their respective professions. I get tired of people that always have an excuse and want to, you know, cut somebody else down and talk people out of their dreams because they're too scared to accomplish theirs. What kind of person are you to do that? You're a coward. If you really want to do something, there's no ex- like expiration date on when you could become whatever you want to become. Samuel L. Jackson was like 50-something when he finally got his like first Broadway role or whatever. Colonel Sanders was like 68. I just don't understand the hate. It doesn't make sense to me. So live your dreams, y'all. Do your thing. Don't listen to anybody. If it makes you happy, if you know you could pull into that parking lot and feel excitement to go to work, you don't give a shit if it's a Monday or a Saturday or a Thursday, you're just happy to be there, that's the job you need to be doing for yourself. And it doesn't matter how old you are, chase your dream. I worked 60 hours a week and took 22 units a semester and got my degree and still do what I do and I'm happy. You could do it too. Don't be that must be nice, man, you're lucky person. That's the worst kind of person to be. And speaking of glad I was there, must be nice. (laughs) I was at that Clipper Laker game and it was live. And let me tell you how dope it was. It was like, man, like playoff atmosphere. I haven't felt that way since I went to Kobe's last game. And for you sports heads, (laughs) my man, 50 grand and all, the great P-Dub, a.k.a. Paul Wilson, will be joining us next segment. Uh, We did an interview earlier in the the, the evening, and my man needed a platform. He even broke down some politics, which I welcome, you know, because we're not all going to agree with everything we all talk about, but I will always allow a platform for you. Unless you are a devil worshiper or the KKK, I'm not going to give you any kind of platform. But anything else, just about anything else, I'll give you a platform to talk. And my man P-Dub had his platform, and I love the man. 35 years of friendship. You know, nothing I wouldn't do for him. He is next on the Big Brother Jake podcast, so check it out. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. All right. He hasn't been on in a while except to diss baseball and the Clippers when we did our Collins segment. But you know him, you love him, he's cool as hell. It's my white homie. Well, it's just homie. You know, we don't see color. It's the one and only Pete. What up, Pete? What up? How you doing, man? What up, what up? Doing good. How about you? I'm good, man. You seem a little subdued, man. We we got a hyper, man. I finally did a podcast, man, so people are happy. You got to be hyper, man. What's going on with you? (laughs) What the hell? I'm sitting here slaving over a hot microphone, and and, and you, 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 come on. Sorry, bro. Some of us have a nine to five and shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) We don't all have a podcast to come home to. Okay. (laughs) Give me a fucking break. For for a record, I do have a nine to five now, buddy. (laughs) 
It's more like yeah, a, but it's, it's more but like it's, a seven to seven with dream the job. It, it is, but it's it's your fucking dream job, and you don't have you don't just have one fucking dream job. You have two fucking dream jobs. No, I have three. I have three. Like dream fucking jobs. selfish motherfucker. Like give one up and shit. I have three. Thank you. Uh, I, podcast one, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los yeah, Angeles yeah. Kings. Yeah, that's for three. the fucking thousandth time. I know. <laughs> Oh, I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, I love you too, bro. <laughs> so what happened? I'm not happy for you. Well, thank I'm you. totally happy for thank you. Thank you, man. And, and you, know, you know that. You I know, know that. I know that, man. You ain't gotta qualify it, man. We've been friends for so long. We we if you if you joke on me and say, man, I was just kidding, something's wrong with you. Like something's going on with you. Like, hey man, I hate you, you fat motherfucker. Just kidding, you know, I'm just playing. You know, I'm just playing. What the fuck is wrong with you, Pete? Why are you saying that? No, yeah. oh, man, don't say that shit. What's going on with you? So I know yeah. you can call me whatever. Just don't call me late to dinner. And all I'm saying is, you ain't got to qualify it, man. All right? We, we, we established this 35 years ago, okay? Right, right. All right. All right. <laughs> so what happened at Staples Center last night? Yo, well, <laughs> let, let, me tell, let, me tell, let me tell the story from a, from a, a perspective of somebody who was trying to catch it on TV. Oh, um, you know, I'm just going to sit here and let you do your thing, Pete. Go ahead, because we had we were having this discussion over the text. Yes, and we I were. was about to lose my shit. Okay, <laughs> so I have disconnected myself from the uh, cable world and have gone stream full stream. Okay, and yes. particularly have gone with Hulu. Okay, and all right, so here you go, Hulu. Get a little shout out here. All right, <laughs> it has been it has been overall fair yes. to me because I feel like the price is way cheaper than what I was paying. You know, as far as cable goes. Right. But what cracks me up is they have TNT as part of their programming, okay? Okay. Not only do they have TNT, they have TNT East and they have TNT West. Oh, okay. All right? Okay. So when when the Raptor game was on, I was like, all right, this is the first game of the thing. They had it on both channels. But I thought for sure when that game was going into overtime, I was going to be able to go to TNT West and watch the Laker Clipper game. All right? So what happened, Pete? I, I turn to the game. The fucking game is the other Raptor game. The Raptor game is on that one too. I'm just like, what the fuck's going on right now? I was like, ain't nobody turning their TV on to watch the fucking Raptor game except the fucking Raptor fans. That's it. Well, Everybody else is sitting at home waiting for this Laker Clipper game. Well, maybe that's supposed to be on on TNT. Well, I finally noticed at the bottom <laughs> of the scroll that it says the Laker and Clipper game has been to you know uh, transferred over to NBA TV. Wow. I'm like, well, I don't have NBA TV, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's not part of my Hulu programming. And to be quite honest, it's not part of a whole lot of cable right. programming. No, it isn't. You pay I, extra for I, it. I don't have it. So I thought that was a slip up on TNT and NBA. They should have sent the overtime game to NBA TV, and they should have started the Laker Clippers game on time national television. Well, in their so, def- in their defense, P, I mean, it's the new Lonzo Ball era in New Orleans, and they wanted to. No, no, I can't even sell that, man. That's oh terrible. It should have been it locked was, in. And, and dude, I knew. Well, and I'm you, a, saw, you saw my Texas. I'm like, <laughs> is the fucking game going on right now? And I'm like, yeah, it's like <laughs> ten, 10 to eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I was so pissed off that I didn't see yeah, you were, I'm not, you were I was mad. so livid. Yeah, so that was already not starting on a good foot. Yeah. You know, but finally, finally I get the game, I have a trusty black box. Oh, yeah. I that, like it, too. That I, I uh, <laughs> can always go to when programming is screwing me over and Word. that thing comes through. So I ended up finding it, and I get on it, and I'm watching it until they finally tell, you know, 
then scroll again it's back on tnt oh thanks (laughs) you know what i mean a little late dude but by that time you could start seeing that the game was starting to you know the momentum was starting to shift it was Uh, it was electric you were starting to see the holes in in both teams oh yeah the good and the bad Uh uh-huh but you and i particularly were noticing how bad the perimeter defense was it's terrible it, it was bad. And, like, I'm not an X's and O's guy like you when it comes to basketball. You have a great basketball mind. I'm kind of like one of those guys that just gut feeling all the time. That's why I failed at basketball. But I will say this much. Like, we both saw it. Like, the first yeah. thing I said was, damn, Lakers ain't got no perimeter D, man. Like, they're yeah. letting the Clippers just shoot all damn night. And you can let some of those guys get hot, man. It's over. It's yeah, over. I mean, all, the bi- all the big men, Dwight, AD, and McGee, all were just camping out in the paint. When all their guys were all shooters. I mean, uh, other than Zubak. Yeah. And Zubak was on the floor. But everybody else that was on the floor was willing to, you know, could spread the floor out and be out there to make you have to respect something. And they were just laying back. Yeah. Letting guys take shots. I was just like, what is going on here, man? This is not good. It, it so, wasn't. And, and, and I think, you know, not to cut you off, but uh, your boy, LeBum Blames, like, he really looked tired out there. Like, I think Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly wasn't even Ding him up as hard as he usually does, okay? But he LeBron looked, looked tired. Yes, running the point. I, I, think, I think he looked uncomfortable. He looked uncomfortable yes. in the point position. It was almost like he didn't really, like, he knew the plays. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's not a good basketball mind. Right, so I know he knows the plays. But it, I felt like he was almost second second guessing yes. his decisions yes when he was coming down i never i haven't seen a lot of guys and i've you know watched basketball for right. a long time see Absolutely. a lot of point guards yep but dude i've never seen anybody pick up their dribble so much at half court i know like he was literally stepping over half court and picking up his dribble to make a pass yeah. into the post yeah yeah and i'm like that that is like rule number one in point <laughs> guards don't do that no. You know what I mean? Like you're that's a horrible position. If the guy comes up to trap you, you're up against the the line. Yeah. And the, yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? So it was like already like there's one mistake. You're throwing this long pass number 2 mistake. Yep. You know, I was just really weird to me and I was like this is not going to work. Came at point. It's no. Not it's not going to work. I mean, they really don't have a choice. But it's it's a bad experiment. You pick up somebody from the the G League they call it now. You know, put them on a 10-day contract. Let them ball out for a couple games and then send them back down unless he's really good. But with Rondo out and there's, it's it's a bad position the Lakers being. They held their own with no point guard, so I give them that. But when your bench scores sixty points, it's a little hard to beat them. And when you scoring, was it eight or nine points off of five turnovers? That was the difference yeah. in the game right there. We both yeah. said that. Yeah, we were Yeah, we were looking at it. I was like, I don't, like I said, I'm not a stat guy too. I don't really go to stats. Much, right. but I was just curious to see after the game, you know, just where maybe they won. Because, I mean, 10 points ain't really a lot, you know, especially no. at the end of the game, you could get kind of like trash buckets. Mm-hmm. So really when you break it down, it was probably more like a six-point game, you know, yeah. or whatever. And so when I went to go look at the, Stats. I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" I could. They were identical. Yes. In like almost every fucking category. Right. Like there was. It was like one or two off here and there until you got two points off of turnovers. Yep. That killed him. Uh, a second chance points. <laughs> yes. It, dude, I was just like, "Booyah!" There. I mean, even. I mean, and it wasn't much difference there either. It was no. very minimal there too. But no. it was just enough that it made up that fucking ten. It was that ten points. And, and that's all but you I was need. Like that. Yeah, and and when you think about it, it's like all the second second chance points is all the, you know, you're not 
you're sitting in the lane, you're not boxing out. Right. All, I mean, I can't even tell you, I saw four blue jerseys when they were shooting, <laughs> in, you know, around the rim. And yeah. when we were shooting, there was like maybe one or two. And you, you, know, and and you know what else I got to say? That that's gonna that, that separated everything too. Like the new game of the NBA, it's all three-pointers and dunks. Oh, yeah. Enter Kawhi Leonard. He brought back the mid-range jumper, and oh. he used it to Dude, his advantage. He, Nobody was sticking that he guy. He went straight Kobe Bryant on yes. fucking KCP, just little dribble back down to right at the at the elbow, yep. turn jumper. Like it was there all night. <laughs> he was and killing was him like, with that. Yeah, I was just like, dude, this is hasn't anybody on the Lakers side seen this yet? Like, no. first of all, get KCP off him. Like, I was just like, he is just, he was way too big. <laughs> he was for abusing KC. him, man. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> he was just bodying him around and then getting complete separation on his jump shot. Oh, yeah. To, to, to see the rim. Like, way too many day, open you know looks, I mean? man. Way too many yeah. open looks for that to happen. And I'm yeah, sitting there watching crazy. it, and I'm with my, my man Noah Eagle, the new uh, Clippers radio play by play guy. And we're going to break like, man, nobody's sticking him. Like, let KCP stay on him all night. He's going to hit it every time. Because he yeah. wasn't bodying him up. He wasn't in his jersey trying to guard him. And Kawhi was on fire last night. And yeah. You know, it kills me to say it. I always, I would cheer for the Clippers when they don't play the Lakers. I'm a Laker fan. It was killing me last night to, to like, all right, I, I had to fake it, okay? I had to fake it. Like, hey, that was a good game. <laughs> oh, my God, he lost. And then I don't like the way LeBron downplayed it afterwards. Like he, well, oh, that's, that's typical. Yeah, but oh, it's, it's still yeah. a rivalry. No, it's a huge game. It was a sellout. It was 50 yeah. 50 in the house because I was there and I heard everything. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it was not. It is a. It's a big game. Lately, everything that's coming out of that dude's mouth right now is just. Oh yes, he's just foot, foot and mouth. You know what I mean? He he can't say anything right. He he wants to mess up house party. He wants to talk about China and how he's (laughs) on the take. You know, and now he's talking about this ain't a rivalry. Really, if it wasn't a rivalry, I wouldn't be seeing Ice Cube's son O'Shea Jackson Jr. on his Instagram wiping his nose with a Clipper shirt. Talking the, the ones exactly. they gave away last night, talking about this ain't no rivalry. <laughs> you know, a lion knows when they're a lion, okay? A, a lion doesn't have to walk around and ask, Am I a hey. lion? You know what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of. Co- I mean, I guess, I guess that's something you say when you only score 18 points and have five <laughs> turnovers. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. like, seriously, tell me last time he's had that. That's because he's playing the point and he wasn't able to create so, his own shot, even though he was yeah, running the point. It was, it was, I mean, they forced. They, you know, force the ball down AD's yeah. throat. Yep. You know, all I those mean, plays. I, yep. We talked I about totally. Get, I mean, it's like I understand. Like you, you got this guy. Like we need, you know. But damn, dude, you got like four other people. You know, three other people on the yeah on the floor. Yeah, they and, forgot and, the and other three were, yellow jerseys out there. Yeah. I mean, so it's like there was no movement. It's so weird to me. Like when you watch preseason, how you see all these different guys. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. they play everybody. Okay, and yeah, I, I don't expect all these guys to get playing time, but there's at least one or two dudes that are not superstars that might went dr- late in the draft or, like you said, a G League pull right. up or whatever, who have you know they've done something to make the fucking squad, right? So why don't you just give them a little playing time? Like I don't know the guy's name, I'm, I'm not familiar with them right now. I know it starts with I think it's a C. And um, <laughs> no. yeah, that uh, his last name starts with a C. That's all I can tell you right now. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, Corky has come to my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> and I know that's I know that's so wrong and way off. But 
he played he played a lot in the preseason and he's a he's a decent sized kid uh-huh. and he's one of those fucking like uh just doing the dirty shit like he's gonna do the dirty shit but he's really good around the rim he's got like nice touch i saw him get some putbacks during preseason and i'm thinking that would have been a perfect dude to bring in and say listen you got five fouls i don't expect you, you know what i mean right. go out there and just stop and, and stop Kawhi. that's it just go out there and stop Kawhi because his he was built big enough to probably handle that side you know what i mean but they're gonna stick with somebody like kcp because he's been in the league for six years right you know what i mean and it's like okay one he wasn't shooting good two he's getting abused on the floor taking the fuck out he's not working in this game or he's got to be on somebody Are you talking else. about queen cook queen cook yes. thank you yeah the guy with the, the mop head yes yes yeah no yes. that kid was the truth in preseason dude yes and, and I, i'm like you know what i mean like where was he i don't expect him yeah, to play big minutes but you Easily could have thrown him on as a yeah, body. Yeah, you could have gave him 10 minutes. And here's the other thing, too. Why didn't the Lakers pass the ball more to Danny Green when he scores 28 points? Exactly. He and was like, on fire, and like, none of those shots were designed for him. Let's be honest. None of those I, plays no. were for him, and he oh, took no, advantage he made, of it. It's three, it's three of those shots. It was like a pump, dribble to the side, and shoot. Like, I mean, he was creating yes, his own shit. Creating his own shots and, yeah. and hitting them. Instead, you want to give some playing time to Jared Dudley. Come on. Troy Daniels. Yeah, why? Give me a fucking break. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was disappointing to see that, man. You know, I, I really don't understand. Like, I like Rondo was what? He wasn't even suited up, huh? No, he, he's, I believe he's still injured. Okay, so it was just like that to me is the first sign that you should have went to your bench because the Clippers would have had no answer for it. Right. They wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been prepped for those guys. Nope. Not, you know what I mean? Nope. Those guys would have caught them completely off guard, or they would have frustrated them in some way. The only you person know they, I mean? they know that know very well is a- uh, Avery Bradley because he played for them. So he, right. they know his tendencies, but like they, 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 they weren't prepared for anyone else. And nobody saw Contavious Caldwell Pope going for zero points, three boards, three assists. You know, yeah. I guess, you know, Kawhi just wore him out. He didn't, it, it just completely Dude. took him out of his offensive game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think the Lakers took him out of his offensive game too. Well, yeah. Nobody really, that. nobody other than Green, who just kind of just took it into his own, you know, uh, his own hands just to start looking for his own shot, you know, start shooting and stuff and get hot. But right. everybody else was definitely not looking to create anything or do anything unless they were wide the fuck open. Yeah. And, yeah. and even then, they weren't hitting shit. So it was just the AD show, and the Clippers caught on to that by the second quarter. Quickly. And the Lakers had no adjustment for it. Nope, nope, Plain absolutely and not. And, and, they, and they, they yep. stayed in that game off pure uh, talent and athleticism. Yep. Because the, the, the gaming and the, the plays that they were running were pathetic, dude. Yeah, that, it was they bad. Were so bad. The spacing was bad. It, it was real. I'm surprised they only lost by 10, well, let's, to be quite honest. Let's be honest, bro. There's like three head coaches on that team. <laughs> With no, Frank Vogel and Jason yeah, Kidd, they're, they're yeah, bound, at, they're bound the to like butthead. You got, hey. you, got, you got Doc and Lou, and there, there's there's a bunch of big names over there, too. I but, mean, but it really they, is about the players and what they're buying into. And no, I, I'm I agree. Gonna be honest with you, think. I, I honestly think LeBron ain't buying into shit. No. He's buying it. He's got his own fucking way of thinking how basketball should be, and that's how he plays the fucking game. Yeah. Because I don't see any. The only thing I saw different last night. Was that his defensive uh, mindset was back? Yeah, that when he the, when that, he swatted that dunk, dude. That everything. was yeah. I mean, swatted the dunk and took the charge. Bra- I mean, brought I was the, like, yeah, okay. brought the house down. He brought the. <laughs> I was like, okay, it was bro. Yeah, 
And you then, know what I mean? I mean, he was jumping into passing lanes. Yep. He kind of gambled a couple times. But yep. still, I was like, okay, I didn't see that at all no. last year. No. That was non-existent. No. Injury, uh, pro, uh, pre-injury and after. Yeah. He did not do any of that nope. shit. Nope. So I was like, okay, that's that's cool. But I could tell that the the position of playing point was not doing it for him offensively. No. He had no rhythm. It took him out of his he game. Was definitely, yeah, he was definitely forcing. All the points that he ended up getting were, were really forced. It was just like, I haven't scored and I got to get something going. And he, you know, took his, takes it to the hole, and, you know, whatever. But I didn't feel like there was any flow. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, dude, I don't even remember him in, in AD running one pick and roll. No, they didn't. I, w- I was, you know, I was very observant. And you know, I was going to be observant for you, you know, because being there, I was trying to take notes and see how they play. Obviously, they took their own teammates out of the whole game plan, trying to play, you know, you know, give and go with each other. But it's like there's no pick and rolls. There's no no creativity on offense. It was just yeah. let me dribble, stop my dribble, throw it in the AD. AD's going to post yeah. up, fake left, go right, you know, yeah. try to score. And then it's always an offensive foul or he was missing them chippies, as Shaq used to call them. He did a little better in the second half. Yeah, by, he like, adjusted. Commit- he, he, was, he was making his moves quicker. And that I think that was helping his game because he was getting off shots a lot better. Got a couple and ones and stuff, but but other than that, it, it was it looked it wasn't easy. No, you know what I mean. He never got a, like a really easy shot off or you know a really clean look. Like he had to work for that shit every time he was yeah. banging, banging. Because he had know? bodies on his double team. And Montrez Harrell, man, he he's somebody that he's gonna scrap. You know, the the Clippers they've taken on this persona. Of being, you know, black top basketball defense, take your lunch pail to work, no ego, and and it's worked for them. And and to be honest, one of the reasons why they played so well, and this isn't a company man, this is a basketball mind that watched this. Okay, not a basketball mind. I'm not that smart. Your average Joe that likes cherry cokes and hot pockets and watches the game. Now I'll say this much: like watching the Clippers, they're most of the players that that are on that team played on the team last year. So there's chemistry. Yes. You didn't have coaches yes. changing. So yep. if you give the Lakers that same scenario where they played and they've gelled and all this stuff and the coaching changes didn't happen, I think the Lakers win that game. You know, yeah. even with Paul George as a cl- uh, playing with the Clippers, which he didn't. N- nice tuxedo, by the way. But, you know, it didn't happen and they still won. But yeah. I, this team, I think these two teams still go to the Western Conference Finals. I know Denver's good and they got better. Utah got better. Houston, eh, I don't, even with um, Westbrook, I don't think they got better. Not enough basketballs. But in my opinion, I think the Lakers and Clippers will meet in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. I mean, that, that game showed, oh. uh, I think, a lot. It's, it shows that the Clippers are going to be probably really tough early. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? On. Uh, and I think the Lakers are going to be even tougher later. Oh, I agree. Uh, you I know agree. what I mean? As yeah. long as everybody stays healthy and yep. things keep going good. Yep. I mean, obviously, an injury here, injury there, that puts a kink in shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things change. We've seen that before. But, yeah, I was uh, – overall, it was a great game. Oh, yeah. You know, I lo- it was an amazing game that – the uh, officials I, were kind of messing up I a little bit, seen, but oh my god, yeah, that has changed. <laughs> you were mad. <laughs> oh my god, dude, it was it was really incredible to watch. Like, yeah, I get. Listen, I give props to Beverly. He's not my favorite player. He's actually like I told you, he's yeah. taking Chris Paul's spot on my list to get punched in the mouth. <laughs> but when he's on so, your favorite, when he's on your favorite team, you want him though. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But but and it cracks me up because again, I don't know. This is the way I was taught in basketball. But the first thing you do with pressure. 
And the first, you know what I mean? Is yeah. you attack it. You attack pressure. So you don't it, fall it, back from yeah, it. Yeah, you don't, you don't fall back. And, and that's, that was crazy to me to, to watch them just let Beverly, well, the rest let Beverly just hand check. <laughs> he was hand checking a lot. Yes, he was. Oh my God. <laughs> a body, all kinds of shit. Just let it go. Then Dwight Howard comes over, you know, switch on a, you know, to switch on a double or something like that, kind of brushes up the uh, do, you yeah. know, whistle. Yep. It was, you know, gets a clean fucking block, yeah. which by the way, when you, once you block the ball, any contact yeah. you have with the man is fucking free game. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Boom gets fouled for that. That was a bunk call. Yeah. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Beverly is just all over everybody on the court right now. You know what I mean? And you guys are kind of rewarding this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? With all, with his play, but little brushes of fouls down here are going I was nah. You know, it just wasn't. It wasn't. And, and, and I got it cool to watch. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was frustrating as a basketball fan. Like, okay, yeah, they get away with it. But you know, it's a home game, so sometimes the refs will play that up. You know, and they'll they'll give home cooking. I mean, the Lakers Lakers got against Sacramento in in, in the West Conference Finals when we won the title there. So I mean, yeah, it happens. It's true. give and go, and it's always makeup calls when they blow it. Yeah. But I, I I do got to tell you something. I saved it for right now. Okay. I saved All it right. because I want to surprise you. Um, oh, <laughs> you'll be surprised at what's going to come out of my mouth right now, which I always, <laughs> I'm always surprised what comes out of my mouth because I, I never know what's going to happen. But after the game yesterday, I got to talk to Dwight Howard for about three minutes. And you and I are not the biggest fans of this guy. I, no. I, I'm, I'm, I never liked him. Never liked him. Always, I was I'll so, be honest with you. I'm giving him a shot right now and, this year. You know what? I, I'm on it. You know what? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why okay. I've changed. All right. Not because he gave me the time of day. Because, <laughs> I mean, that helps. Yeah, but right. <laughs> but you could just, even in his mannerisms, he's just very, very humble now. And when I talked to him and I said, hey, Dwight, I just, just want to you know welcome you back to Los Angeles, man. And it's good to see that you're, you know, you're back in L.A. And he's like, oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. I said, how do you feel about it? You know, he's like, you know, it's it's good to be back, man. I never really wanted to leave, but, you know, it's just a different situation. But, you know, I just want to find my way however I can help the team. You know, if they need me to come off the bench and just, you know, give fouls, I'll do that. If You know, if they need me to serve water, like, he was really humble. Do you know that's not the same guy that I used to hate? Like, how could I hate yeah. the guy now? You know, and I was like, well, you know, things are going to get better, man. You know, you'll find your groove. He's like, no, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. You know, I just, I, I just, I'm a team player now. I know I'm not a starter no more, this, that, and the other, you know, so I, I'm going to find my way. So it was really cool just to, you know, cut it up with him because he was taking pictures with like police officers and stuff. And, you know, so he was like, he was taking pictures with everybody. And that was under the, under the tunnel where, you know, they all drive the cars under and the buses. Yeah. So I got to catch him right before I left, you know. So it's pretty cool to it's talk cool, to him. Man. Yeah. So, That's cool. yeah. So I think he's going to be the X factor, man. Cause the, yeah. the, the big man game is done. Like that doesn't happen in the NBA no more, but he's very good at defense. He always has been. And I think that's where he's going to be best used as, you know, for the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I, I think he's, uh, you can tell there's some growth yeah. there uh, just in what I've seen so far um, and, and what I've seen in his play so far and the role that he's taken, yeah. I think it fits him perfectly. Agreed. And, and I think in times he's probably going to play more than McGee. You I know think what I so. Mean? To be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, and, McGee and had a decent game. to say that game, down but... the road, uh, you know, eventually I think they're going to tell him, Hey, look, you know, you get the ball here, you know, we know, I know he's got a pretty nice little jump hook. Yeah. So if he gets the ball deep enough, I think he should look for stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and not always look to kick it back out. Right. Um, but 
yeah, I, right now I, I can't really say anything bad about no. the guy. He, he's doing exactly what we need yep. him to do. He's doing everything right without a guaranteed contract too. So, I mean, that yeah. shows that he really wants to play ball and it, he's been humbled, you know, and I, I'm rooting for the guy. Like I really am. I am too. You know, I, too. I, I want him to do good, but like, you can tell like he, he's hesitant to look people in the eye cause he doesn't want to like be dissed or criticized, you know, but, yeah. but he was just nothing but humble. He was to himself, you know, when he was walking to his car and just like really chill and, it was cool to catch up and just, you know, pick his brain, you know. But speaking of picking brains, that was a smooth transition, radio style. <laughs> he was not happy. You know, I told him, I told him, y'all, like, look, you want to do this thing tonight? He's like, yeah. I said, well, I got a two-hour commute home because of the nine-to-five. I live out in the boonies because that's where my money stretches further. And uh, he's like, two hours? What the hell? He already hates Los Angeles, all right? <laughs> if it wasn't for Roscoe's and the Lakers— not in that order. He wouldn't give a damn about L.A., okay, first of all. And we know he hates it. I mean, I'm not even enough for him sometimes. So I have to go to San Diego, which I don't mind. You know, whatever. <laughs> I love San Diego. It's a beautiful place, you know. Beaches and palm trees and kind of a side of burritos and California burritos. But whatever. So we both are starting not to like our home state. We can't have straws. We... Hue and feces is okay on the street now. Like, you can. Uh, there's a lot take going on. Kill home. Now you can take your roadkill yeah, home. What is that? Who the hell is like, you know what? We need to yeah. come up with a bill to have roadkill be safe enough to. Like, yeah. there should be a law where we should be allowed to run don't over even, a raccoon and consume it. Me, yeah, and don't even get me started on the. Oh my God, the multiple. Uh, laws that are being passed oh. taking parental rights away. Oh. I, I'm telling yeah, you right I know, now. I know. California is leading the way for. I, I'm starting to call it Nasafornia. Oh, so because <laughs> everything they're doing, everything they're doing right now is just it's just to take rights away. Plain and simple. The the newest law. I know one of the newest laws that's uh-huh. Newsom, gruesome Newsom, <laughs> just signed is uh. I think it's called AB 262 or 282, but that is a uh, law that's going to basically, if you have an, uh, we have an outbreak, which is only three or more people, by the way, right? Uh, considered to be an outbreak, they can come to your house and come in your house and take you dead or alive and quarantine your ass. Oh, wow. Without, okay. That is in writing. I'm not lying to you people. That is in writing. <laughs> you look up that law, read that law. If you get a chance, it is scary as shit. And it's not, it's, it's just one that just got signed and there's a, there's ton in the works coming behind it. I follow these type of things. As soon as my daughter was born, I've right. never been more involved in parental shit than I, than I am now. Okay. It's, it's never been on my mind until now. Well, you and know, it's basically because I'm watching California be the, um, kind of the, the, the starting point. And then testing ground, if you might say, of of all this shit, like what's to come, which is really scary, which is just total government overreach. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how much longer we can last here. Well, I you mean, know, it's, it's getting crazy uh, with, with all of that. And then, I mean, you can't even have a, you have to ask for a straw. Like, I mean, <laughs> gas prices are crazy. And he's like, oh, uh, you know, I didn't know that the gas prices would these taxes weren't going towards the gap. Really? 
Come on, dude. Like, I never yeah. talk politics on this show, even though the open says, we talk politics and tacos. Yeah. Look, I know that. <laughs> and I haven't really talked politics, except I got death threats from Tennessee about the whole abortion thing, or Alabama. Sorry, Alabama. When I was like, really, Alabama? Man, we're going to kill you. Oh, you know you've made it if you had a death threat. So I'm already proud of that. Like, and a country accent and a death threat. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Like, yes, it was, it was amazing. But, yeah, I mean – it's just the world we live in nowadays, Paul. Like I was saying earlier, yeah. like we got transgender people. Now I love everyone. Okay, my best friend's black. I love everybody, but like th- the labeling on maxi pads, like they're eliminating that. As I spoke earlier, it's, about like you can't have like women. Like they're taking the name women name off. It's, you know, I, you can't I do anything to, anymore. I try to, I try to look at it from like my parents or my grandparents point of view. Yeah. Like when they were probably our age, because I got to assume, you know, especially our grandparents, obviously right, right. saw major changes where they were probably saying the same thing. Like what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean everything. I'm sure they were questioning the government and doing the same thing that we're doing, but I feel like we're on a whole different scale. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and what's leading the charge and what's pushing the charge is not only technology, okay, but the businesses that run this technology are running like free and clear, yeah. okay, of any government control. They're they're a free enterprise. They don't fucking pay taxes. They don't. You know what I mean? They're and they're huge, dude. They're right. so big. They're so fucking powerful. I mean, has anybody read that Amazon's about to be a fucking military contractor? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? They're about to be the largest military contractor. All right. They're in the works of signing a huge deal right now. Amazon. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. the people who deliver your shit right <laughs> now. OK, that OK, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like this. This is crazy. Google just fucking uh, created a computer that is doing quantum uh, fucking mathematics and shit, which they say would take uh, the supercomputer that we have today. Ten thousand fucking years to do. Mm. I guess it just finished a math problem in 200 seconds. I, I guess right. it's like 1984, that, that book 1984. Uh, been, all we're looking at the fucking Terminator and shit, like in the <laughs> works right now. This I'm serious. Like, it's no, I'm crazy. You, man. No, and I'm you not, I mean? I'm, these, I'm laughing not because of how you said it. Not, yeah, I'm not knocking your viewpoint. And it's not our government agency anymore. Do you remember like when we were kids and shit? It was NASA yeah. that was pulling this yeah. shit off. Yeah. Okay? It was NASA that was doing this. Now it's Google. Now it's Amazon. Now it's Facebook. Well, all it, right. it all and, goes uh, back to lobbyists too, you know, like, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was going to get pay, to next. It's pay to play, man. That's what I was going to get to next. The government's paid off, so homie. Big. Yeah, they're getting so big and so powerful, and they're putting so much money into politicians' pockets, you know what I mean, to, you know, hey, yeah, we're with you as a Democrat or with you as a Republican, so here's our, our donation, that when those people do come in power, guess who's the first ones coming knocking about, hey, do something for me now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we can't say no. Our, our government officials can't say no. And they're doing it across the board with everybody. All right. Facebook's probably the only people right now that I really see that are kind of in their sites where they're trying to, you know, I know uh, somebody wants to fucking kind of break them apart. Yeah. But and, and, and put them. But I don't know how much they're going to do that. No, nah, nah, it won't work. You know? Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. But I'm, I always tell people like we're getting to the point where we're not going to have a president much longer either. Like, that's going to get phased out, too. We're going to have a big fucking, I'm not lying, we're going to have a big fucking round table. It's going to be called, <laughs> it's going to call, it's going to have NWO on it, New World Order, and it's going to be, and it's going to be the heads of all these fucking 
businesses Dude, making our decisions. Ha- it's going to be, I'm, I'm telling I, you. No, no. Have you ever seen a movie? I think it's called Idiocracy. It, it, it has Owen Wilson in it or Luke Wilson. Yes, yes. That's coming to life because people are stupid. Pedialites. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, we're headed that way. My yeah. man P, he covers basketball. He even threw in some politics for y'all this time. Oh. It's not. I'm not cutting you short because you're getting controversial, which I love. No, We've been talking a long no, time. Yeah. It gets me heated, bro. I, I know it does. You know, I got it, and I'm not a politician. I know, I know you do, but I know you do. But I'm a parent. And yeah, I don't know why a parent has brought a lot out in me. For it has. Reason, I, so. I've noticed that. You pick up a book now. That's amazing. No, I'm just <laughs> you know, but P. No more shoulders to copy over. <laughs> Jake, which class are you in this year? Oh, you, we both got that class. Yeah, come on, man. I got you. Well, except for math. Math, I always fucked up. But, you know, it's like, whatever. But, but P, it's always fun to have you on. We can do, so we, much, we can talk We can talk all night, and we oh, probably sure. will again. Do it but, again. Yeah, but, you know, thanks for coming on, covering basketball, covering our whack-ass politics that's going on in our beloved home state. And uh, when can I get you out in L.A., man? Is that going to happen anytime soon? We, yeah, we'll, you know – to be honest, I was like this close. If you could see my fingers right now, I could too. Uh, I was yeah, like this beautiful. close to calling you this last weekend because I was looking at the schedule and I was like, it "Doesn't look like he's got anything to do on Sunday." And <laughs> I was almost about to come down. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just we're just trying to get so much like with work and, well, and I, I uh, get it, man. Our trip up to Vegas next week. We're oh, just well, where's to... my invite? What the hell? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Did I yeah. let that slip? Yeah, you you, you let that slip. <laughs> I'm going to end up in Vegas, and we're just, you know, working hard. Vegas? We're supposed to go to Vegas together. Yeah. Holler at your boy. I'll be out there uh, on the road on the 30th, so (laughs) definitely a Del Del Taco stop. So all my Barstow peeps, if you're you're listening, hit you. Holler at your boy. We'll set something up. Why don't you holler at your boy and invite my ass? What the hell? Oh, Oh, Sort of like you hollered at me when you posted that Roscoe pictures. You know, uh, we had a good interview here, Paul. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. I really appreciate it. You're, yeah. you're, the, you're the homie, and I appreciate that, okay? <laughs> good night. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where Jake is mad. Dang, just because I'm loud doesn't mean I'm mad. I'm not mad. Damn. Yo, big bro Jake, tell us why you're mad, son. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all why I'm mad. Like, all right. First of all, I love my smartphone. I'm always on my smartphone. I, I get, like, anxiety when I have to see and look at how long I've been on my stupid cell phone all day. So I don't look at it because I know I'm on the way too much, and I'm always looking down. Sometimes I do when I'm driving a stupid soft stop because I almost got in car accidents doing it. And plus, I promised my mom, so I chill out on all that. You know, I try not to videotape myself no more. Whatever. But I'm always looking down when I'm walking the street. I'm looking at my phone when I'm, you know, going on an elevator. I'm on my phone. Here's what I get pissed off at, and this is why I'm mad today. I am tired, and this has happened like every. I, I use an elevator to go to work every single day. I use an elevator, go up and down, up and down, up and down all day long. You know, three or four times a day. Use an elevator, and without fail, whether it's Staples Center, whether it's my nine to five, without fail, right when I'm about to, you know, get out of an elevator, somebody with their head down, looking at their phone, just starts walking in and bumps into me. Listen, listen, people, listen. When you exit an elevator, exit an elevator. But look up. Don't try to come in when I'm getting out. It's courtesy, all right? Look up and make sure there's nobody in the elevator so I can get out because I'm telling you right now, the next person, when I get out of an elevator, comes walking in, 
It'll be a male, not a female. I'll warn the females, but males, especially for y'all. You coming into an elevator when I'm trying to get out and not looking, shoulder block. Bam. Shoulder bump. Bam. Right on you like I hit you. Like, bow, like I'm on a football field. Look up and make sure you let the people out first before you go in. All right? Now I'm done. Hello, everybody. You listening to my daddy, Big Brother Dick. This is the Big Brother Dick Buttercast. Bye, everybody. All right, y'all, it's about that time where I like to showcase independent artists that, you know, put their heart and their sweat and their tears into their music. And I have a surprise on this one. Um, and yes, I'm involved in it. Some, somehow, some way, I try to put my, my involvement into the independent music spotlight. But I don't want to take away from these hardworking artists that have put in work. So shall we begin? Yes, we shall. This first artist, his name is Justin Artis. He comes from the DMV area of uh, the East Coast. For those that don't know, the DMV is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, that area, the Mid-Atlantic region. And he has a dope song that I'm about to play for y'all. name of the song is called Love You, okay? Love and Darkness. It's a dope track. You know, it's one of the few that stood out, and uh, we're playing it right now. So check the homie out, Justin Artis. Love you. On the Big Brother Jake podcast. Just, just, just a Only love in the darkness shows the heart splits. Can't stop my love like a hostage. One love get you out the bondage. Real love is epic and it's timeless. Loving you is how you find it. Only love in the darkness shows the heart splits. Can't stop my love like a hostage. One love get you out the bondage. Real love is epic and it's timeless. Loving you is how you find it. If I didn't know love, it'd be hard to love. At times I don't feel good enough Bankrupt, put energy in they stuff Dark insides, a man gotta stay tough No muscle and vulnerability The repetition of sex ain't loving me Much love to you, but I love me more Can't ignore what is sure Loving me forever more Trap love, kick it down the door Love yourself, don't let nobody Hurt your health, sing somebody Love you, love you, you gotta Love you, love you, love yourself, be somebody, yeah. no one else, Come on. sing somebody, love you, love you, you gotta love you, love you, okay. only love in the darkness shows the heart splits, can't stop my love like a hostage, my love get you out the bondage, real love is epic and it's timeless, loving you is how you find it, only love in the darkness shows the heart splits, can't stop my love like a hostage, Love get you out the bondage. Real love is epic and it's timeless. Loving you is how you find it. it now is. I know love, notorious for the things I love. Been used against me, I'm a bad boy. Puff, no million survive my love. One in a million is my love. The fact is, I'm loving me, feeling free. The only way to be, till with the enemy. Deck stack, heart of jazz, discern the moment I own. My love knocked down, it's the time I've grown. Love yourself. Don't let nobody hurt your health Sing somebody Love you, love you You gotta love you, love you Love yourself Be somebody, no one else Sing somebody Love you, love you You gotta 
love you, love you. Okay. Only love in the darkness shows the heart's place. Can't stop my love like a hostage. One love get you out the bondage. Real love is epic and it's timeless. Loving you is how you find it. Only love in the darkness shows the heart's place. Can't stop my love like a hostage. One love get you out the bondage. Real yeah. love is epic and it's timeless. Yo, that was a dope track. Gotta give it up to the homie. Man, Jackson Artist. So if you don't know about him, you can go to his website, justapuppet.com, and uh, his music's streaming on all platforms, all digital platforms right now. So it's a dope track, man. Glad you submitted that and uh, hope you get some 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 listens. We are heard in I think thirty seven countries. I said so. You know, pick that up. Go to Just a Puppet or you know any digital platform for Justin Artist. J A S T I N A R T I S. Dope track, homie. This next artist is from the NYC, from New York City. His name is Mizzo, and Mizzo he's got some some heavy hitters in his corner. You know, he's worked with F A B O L O U S, and man. Some of the stuff he submitted is dope. You know, he's been featured in the Source magazine. Smile every time a picture's up in the Source. So not a lot of people can say that. So the homie Mizzo submitted a track, and uh, it's fire. It's East Coast straight up. Name of the track is called Dower Hour. So check that out. Dower Hour. Mizzo on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Nah, bitch, we can never chill Cause you fuck with them niggas who smoke on niggas, they never kill My plug told me fuck rap, he got a better deal I just gotta sit it outside and see how the weather feel Them niggas tricky, but I'm clever still Middle of July, my boy ready, he wears leather still You gotta be a dummy to track for a couple mics So you can take a pick and go cap for a couple likes But we ain't doing that them niggas think that I ain't moving, so I'm moving back. Go Kareem when she get you hooked up just like blue and black. Niggas throwing shots and they start bitching when I'm shooting back. Thinking I ain't gonna let it fly, you must be high doing crack. That bitch ass that, so you know I blew her back. And I love getting hair, so I met her blue the sack. And fuck with the lopes, that's why I got on this blue like sack. And fuck with the scammers, ask Booger when we blowing sacks. I just gotta sit it outside and see how the weather feels. Hey, 
nigga to get back real So you know I had to get right back But fuck that, how them niggas do nip like that How them niggas ain't got no money putting pics like that Doing all that dick riding won't get lit like that Cause I'm putting shit on mute Type to come and make it ugly, thinking shit all cute I'm doing crime for my school time, gotta kill all boost That nigga dropped on the X, but got hit on true Cause they ain't like that Name a nigga that tried to fight and I ain't fight back Niggas writing songs dissing, thinking I won't write back Fiends going bad for that thriller, just like Mike Jack Niggas think they like weed, nah nigga, they like crack 40 on my boy wrist, nigga that's a light pack He look like the daytime, whatever his night at Sour got me high, I'm probably wherever the flight's at This the dollar hour, two, three, feeling like Mike back I just gotta sit it outside and see how the weather feels. Yo, again, check him out. That's the homie Mizzo on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Name of the song's called Dower Hour. Again, I think he's the first artist that was ever uh, ever featured in the Source magazine for, you know, dope-ass mixtapes. So, you know, I, I think it's it's a good thing to... You know, pursue your dreams, and if the source thinks you're dope, then you got to be making some kind of noise. So, shout out to Mizzo. Thank you for that. This next track, <laughs> yes, um, I worked on an album called The Book of Ty Eli, and my homeboy Ty, Ty Eli, a.k.a. Mike Pearson, we dropped an album, or we never dropped the album. We produced a 10-track album for him, and it never saw the light of day. And I ain't going to lie, I was mad because there's some heat on that album. And, you know, we never dropped it. So I'm pissed at him. So to get revenge, I'm dropping the track that I produced on his uh, unreleased album. <laughs> the name of the song, you may, you may recognize for those, you know, metalheads and those rockheads. You may know the sample that I, that I did on the beat. The name of the song is called Uprising. The homie Ty Eli. Ty Eli is based out of the double dip. In Arlington Heights area, Los Angeles. If I got that wrong, I'm sorry. Big USC fan, one of the dopest radio producers in the planet, and one of the dopest lyricists coming out of L.A. Straight fire, West Coast. West Coast makes some noise. Stand up for your boy, Ty Eli. Nail the song, Uprising, on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Time for a run-in, meet with the verses, no square movement, stick with the circuits, get the price to pay, man it's principle, I'm not thinking right, forget what's sensible, now we talking law, currency's legal, this is for the passion, not to be a hero, opposite the track, the track clashes, duck duck, gooch, we're coming for your status to take over. You too, playing with the roots, laying in the fuel. No hesitate for headaches. I got nerve to what degree did they burn? Y'all picking core roads. See if the door holds. I'm coming in, open up the Zorro. Raised with this pedigree, deep in heavily. You can't get ahead of me. Peace is a marathon. Pops didn't teach me. Pops was streaky. I died in my own eyes and crossed my street tees. Found my refuge in the valley of active, real town. Where you can't find plastics. I need answers. Where's your perspective? Look what we left with. And that's your best gift when the smoke clears. Y'all see my frame moving. All in the name of brain looting. All black fashion, 
passion, move with the passion, no bench warmers, scoop to the action, I'm coming with the unit, wild influence, compensate great, it's only cumin, swag out the window, freedom come in, watch it get ugly, squabbling for the wins, look for the long term, no cheap deals, no U-turns, up the steep hills, I lounge with the rebels, let that echo, spotted on the metro, warm with the petrol, understand looting, better than shooting, planted me guilty until I'm proven, I'm focused wide-eyed, gladiator, embrace contact, no patty caker, I move with the ground crew, LAX, issue clown proof, true LA vet. in the blood, lock out everything, walk out yesterday, strictly no hesitate, channel my anger, boy I'm a scout, respect the impact, running my route, no negotiating, and sitting at tables, wreaking that habit till folks are stable, y'all trying to starve me, brew up the coffee, all night plotting, change that marquee, mama was a soldier, but I'm way colder, iron this out right after I fold you, it won't be televised, but keep the face covered, social network, follow your brother, dance with the evil, Plan for the people, keep the enemy close, band with the pizos. God forgive me for showing no mercy and giving them one cheek while they try to work me. Come on, man. That, that's probably one of the hardest beats I've ever made. Not because it's hard, like it's dope, which I, I think it is, but the way the sample is, how he wanted it, he wanted it all crazy. So I, he's like, make it work. So I made it work. He tried to throw me off, but you can't do that. Again, Ty Eli, Uprising. That's an exclusive. So if you want that one, I can get it for you. Because, you know, I know people that know people that know me. So I got you. All right, so... Three dope artists on the Independent Music Spotlight. That will take us to the end of the show. I want to thank the homie P-Dub for coming on. I want to thank all the artists that came on, Justin Artists, Mizzo, and the homie Ty Eli. Thank you for submitting your music. Except Ty Eli, he didn't do it. I made him do it. So, again, thank you for being a listener. All 37 countries and all the dope people that, that download and stream the show, I can't thank you enough. It is late. I should be on the freeway in about two hours heading to work. What the hell am I doing? I don't care. The world needed a Big Brother Jake podcast, and I delivered. So until then, as I fall asleep or drink tons of coffee, taking it back to the Fox Sports Radio days where I'm always on the freeway and I'm talking crazy because I'm tired, I want to say to y'all, wait for it. Deuces. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.